Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. San Diego County has a new interim sheriff. Assistant Sheriff Anthony Ray will take the position April 5th and serve until the new sheriff is elected. The County Board of Supervisors unanimously chose Ray to run the department, which has about 4,600 staffers and a budget of over $1 billion. The Sheriff's Department polices nine cities and unincorporated parts of the county. It provides security in courts of law and runs seven jails. Journalist Kelly Davis reports on jails for the UT and other publications. Well, Kelly, thank you for being here. Uh, can you tell me a little more about Anthony Ray? What has his career been like? So, yeah, as you said, Anthony Ray is the newly appointed interim sheriff for San Diego County. And um, so he'll serve the remainder of the year until a new sheriff is elected and sworn in in January. And uh, prior to being appointed by the County Board of Supervisors, he was uh, the assistant sheriff uh, and his kind of the departments or the bureaus that he oversaw were human resources and court services. And um, according to a press release put out by the county, he has been with the department for 30 years, kind of in various um, jobs, starting off with as a, um, he was a deputy at the George Bailey detention facility. Interesting. Well, I mean, he's coming into the department at a trying time. It sounds like he definitely has his work cut out for him. Um, what are some of the issues he'll have to deal with? Yeah, wow. So there's there's been a lot of things happening recently with the sheriff's department. Um, just, you know, just to go back, you know, the last couple months, um, in February, the state auditor issued a, a pretty scathing report looking at the high number of deaths in San Diego County jails, um, which are run by the sheriff's department. Um, you know, notice uh, the, the, the audit kind of noted various deficiencies in how the jail uh, the jails were run. And so now there is uh, proposed legislation to require sheriff's departments throughout the state to, to make certain changes to their jails. And the audit was followed a week later with a class action lawsuit that was equally scathing, if not maybe more so. And it was brought by a group of, of incarcerated people who are alleging that the jails are poorly run, particularly when it comes to the needs of, of disabled and, and mentally ill folks. Um, medical services need to be improved. Mental health services need to be improved. Um, so that's, you know, that's in February. And then last week, a jury handed down an $85 million verdict in a lawsuit filed by the family of a man who died after being restrained by sheriff's deputies. Uh, and it, I think it's one of the largest verdicts of its kind. And these, these deputies, interestingly, um, they were from the sheriff's Santee substation and Anthony Ray was captain of the substation at the time. Hmm. Well, he was also mentioned in a story about evictions that came out late last year, uh, written by Jeff McDonald in the UT. Will you explain that situation and what was his role in it? Yeah, so so yeah, in December, um, Jeff reported that uh, top commanders in the, the Sheriff's Department had directed their subordinates to enforce certain evictions. And you'll probably remember that evictions were, were put on hold during COVID. So when they restarted, there were there were a small handful of evictions that were given priority. And um, two of them happened to be tied to 
properties owned by neighbors of then Sheriff Bill Gore and under Sheriff Kelly Martinez. So it raised the question of whether um, Gore and Martinez kind of went in there and said, hey, can you, prior you know, prioritize these, these evictions for our friends? And according to emails that Jeff had obtained, uh, Anthony, it was Anthony Ray, um, who being the head of the, the Court Services Bureau, they're the, the folks who issue eviction notices, um, he was the one that directed deputies to expedite these evictions. And you know, one of the cases was really troubling. It involved a, a woman who suffered from domestic violence. She had a permanent restraining order against her husband. She had two small kids. So being forced out of her apartment was going to put her in a really tough situation. Um, and just to note, you know, the, the sheriff's department did say they they denied the allegations that the evictions were prioritized as a favor to Bill Gore or Kelly Martinez. And um, and just here, I feel like it's important to add that I have talked to folks who have characterized um, Anthony Ray as someone who, who is honest, transparent and a, and a good fit for, for the position. So while there may be some of these questionable things in his past, um, there are folks who say that he will do a great job as interim sheriff. Yeah, it's interesting that he only applied to be interim, but again, you know, he'll serve for nine months before a new sheriff is elected. How is that race shaping up? Who are the candidates and do we expect any new ones to come forth? Yeah, so so the union, uh, Terry Figueroa, reported there are currently seven candidates. I feel like each time um, <laughs> Terry writes about this, uh, there's like another person who's entered the race. But there, there really are three top contenders to focus on. Um, and those are uh, Dave Myers. He's a former commander with the Sheriff's Department. He's, he's retired now. Um, and he's, uh, the Dem he's the Democratic candidate. So he's secured the endorsement of the County Democratic Party. He's promised a very progressive platform, you know, um, uh, focusing a lot on, on reforms and jails. Uh, then there's under Sheriff Kelly Martinez, and she's Bill Gore's handpicked successor and has received endorsements from a lot of elected officials throughout the county. And then um, kind of the third top candidate is John Hemmerling. Uh, he's a former police officer. He's currently uh, heads up the criminal division with the San Diego City Attorney's Office. And he's a Republican, so the county's Republican Party has endorsed him. Um, What's kind of surprised me, and I, maybe this is just due to COVID, um, but given how high the stakes are in this race, um, there haven't really been any many debates or forums that you'd expect to see. So again, this could be due to COVID, but um, I'm really hoping that you know the public will get the chance to see these candidates answer questions um, prior to the June 7th primary. Yeah, I hope to see that too. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for this overview. Oh yeah, thank you, no problem.